0: What is up? We're back after a bit of a break again. Um, this year has knocked us for a six, but uh, so we've barely been in the cinema this year, which is quite depressing because we uh, frequent it normally. Twenty twenty has been quite a beast, but um, yeah, we're quite excited about this one because uh, it was a hotly anticipated one, especially for you, Cohen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this has been like probably like my uh, most anticipated film of the year. And I think I sort of overhyped myself for it. So yeah, I don't know. I might have some things that everybody disagrees with because I've, I don't know. I feel like I was a bit of the downer on this one <laughs> for a change <laughs> coming from Mr. From Mr. DC boy himself. And now I'm, I'm the one like, <laughs> yeah,
0: the tables have, have uh, flipped on this one, but we'll see.
1: Oh, but it's a good thing to have.
0: It was quite awesome being back. Cause we got to see this one in IMAX, which is, it's probably the absolute best way to see a film, yeah, especially something of this scale mm-hmm. but before we get into the films, um we' don't just live up to our name a little bit what are yeah. you what are you drinking right now Cohen?
1: What am I breaking coffee with? Well, I am drinking uh um, it's called Black Honey Blend from a little place I don't know South Africans might know it. it's called Truth. I got it down there when I was in in Cape Town for a bit. Look at you. And uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a tasty one. It's a very tasty one. I'm really enjoying it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a primo bean. I need to come over and try that. None for you.
0: No, no thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome.
0: <laughs> I'm, busy, I'm busy smashing. Uh, it's actually been my staple for this whole year. But um, Guatemala chocolate block from Tribe Coffee.
1: Hmm, that sounds good, man.
0: Oh man, it's so good. It's got bet... this natural sort of slight sweetness to it. Mm. And I've been, yeah, I've been smashing many a bag this <laughs> this year from lockdown, <laughs> especially just like repeated, yeah, different methods and just repeated returns to it throughout the day while working from home.
1: uh I, I need to buy some new toys because I, I think I'm, I'm wearing through the sides of my aeropress. So <laughs> the 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 writing on it, where you have the markers for the espresso, is non-existent anymore. So <laughs> wow, there's just uh, you know the 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 vast, um, areas where you can still make out the numbers, but otherwise all the that like gold lettering is all gone now. So <laughs> well, how like, you know
0: you're yeah. getting good value out of it.
1: Mm, no, no, I love it. It's, I think uh, this is my favorite thing. It's like so so clean so smooth so yeah i've been enjoying it i love it yeah it's my my meditation time in the day when 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 2020's got me down i go make an airpress and then get the coffee shakes yeah
0: <laughs> always yeah that's the natural progression <laughs> yeah no, i think mine no, i love it my most used coffee method this year <laughs> has actually been the the pour over mm. The sunning, yeah i mean it's it's fairly quick and it's yeah it's been my go-to for, for the majority wow. of this year actually
1: I need to get me one of those yeah I think it's time for some new toys
0: yeah treat yourself man it's the holiday season
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's, like I said that's what credit cards are there for live now pay later <laughs> <laughs> it's a way to live life
0: <laughs> you come here for entertainment not for
1: sound advice yeah sound financial advice to <laughs>
0: this is why we're not going to ever have proper savings because we're just collecting stuff and drinking ourselves to to,
1: <laughs> to another <laughs> planet with coffee uh, tomorrow's not guaranteed uh, YOLO
0: <laughs> so on to onto the movie experience I think um, yeah this is actually quite an interesting one because I mean uh, this was another example of a film that was delayed a, a ton and I think I was actually expecting it to to come out next year i was i wasn't really following the the rescheduled dates very closely but mm, mm. um what was the actual original release date gonna be
1: i think it was actually towards the end of last year and then i think they noticed shit was going down but i think in sa it it was it was it was going to be in June and then it got postponed to October and then it got postponed indefinitely. And then they said, no, 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 they definitely want it in this year. And then, then eventually, yeah. Then they said, um, December for the Christmas period. And we, we, we got it a bit earlier than what this, what they're getting at Stateside. So, cause they're only getting yeah. it on Christmas day. So, <clears throat> so we'd like a full week ahead almost.
0: Yeah. So we've opened up our gifts early, And we're busy Hmm. scoffing in the face of everyone who has not yet seen the film.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We have finally, finally, finally got a a superhero film this year. I know Birds of Prey came out, but uh, other people are sort of lukewarm on that one. So Wonder Woman 1984 finally dropped this year and uh, obviously directed by Patty Jenkins herself. Um, I've grown to become quite a bit of a fan of hers. And then, of course, it's also starring in the titular role, Gal Gadot, uh, along with some others, but I'll get to them when we go through the rest of our review. So let me just go through a little bit of what what we get dropped into this form. Uh, Gal Gadot returns as Wonder Woman, and we, like, jump 40 years like into the future from the events of the original Wonder Woman, so we're we're dropping into well nineteen eighty four it's in the name, and it's like a whole like different world that we get to see her in now. It's not this like vintage time period that we've come to grow used to with her um and we find Dino Prince is still uh pining. <coughs> Excuse the pun, over uh, Steve Trevor. No. <laughs> After all these years, <laughs> get out of here. I, need, uh, <laughs> I needed to put it in, uh, <laughs> and uh, she befriends her new colleague Barbara Minerva, who's uh, played by Kristen Wiig, and they bond over their mutual loneliness in the movie, and that's how they become friends. And we're also introduced to Pedro Pascal's character, Maxwell Lord, who is a very unstable wannabe oil magnet sort of guy who may be involved with some more nefarious dealings. you know he's a a character that I've also heard has been uh, compared to a certain probably soon to be former president of uh, the free world, so which I, which I found quite interesting, and yeah, then as with most superior films, this one also has a MacGuffin. Unfortunately, I don't know if it, if it's a good thing or a bad thing in this case. And this time, it is a crystal with with ominous wish-granting capabilities. Okay, cool. Let's chat a little bit about what we like about the film, some of the positives before we get to the our little like grippy gripes. For it, so let's let's get off on the positive note. What did you like about the film, Mister Nicholas?
0: So I think the interesting thing with with like people's reactions right after this was because uh, we saw it with a couple of friends, and mm. like it's quite an interesting contrast. Because I, d- I remember coming out of the first Wonder Woman film, feeling like uh, <laughs> I felt whelmed. I wasn't like blown away, but I wasn't um, you know upset about anything. Yeah, but yeah. and like every subsequent watch as well, I've enjoyed okay. it a little bit more. Good answer. And this one, I actually felt more positively about than everyone else. So yeah okay. it's, it's kind of strange because I know that your reaction and everyone else's reaction seemed quite uh, on the fence. Yeah, but there was something I like the. If I had to describe it, I think as a in a nutshell or from a top view is the the thing that I enjoyed the most was the, the like essence and tone of the film. Mm. Similar to the first film. It had a it has a very good heart to it. And yeah. I like what they've done again with the way that the way they've portrayed um Wonder Woman's character and her mm. sort of fundamental beliefs and everything, you know?
1: Yeah, she's like very empathetic. Yeah, yeah. She's got that like she's
0: just got like a a beautiful soul. You know, you know like she's empathetic and she's got mm. um of core values that she'll always stick to no matter what yeah. like no matter how big the cost to, for her mm. so i like that and i I love her character and the way um gal gadot plays her um i think yes interesting pacing like you mentioned uh the the first the first half is substantially different to the second half of the film mm. there mm. for me they were like like a marked difference between the the two halves um and i preferred. The second half yeah yeah, yeah, I think the second half was uh really solid, uh quite surprised with some of the the intensity of it and the direction that they went mm. um mm. something else that I would say is is pretty amazing is Hans Zimmer again brings the flip and thunder with his with his score, yeah, um he's obviously got that iconic Wonder Woman guitar lead soundtrack, which is a little bit less prevalent in this film, like they went. Uh, a little bit yeah. further into the orchestral realm with the soundtrack and that iconic sort of lead yeah. line,
1: but I feel like um his his score was like i don't know i found I found it like larger than the first film in a way, like it was i don't know how can I say it, it just felt like fuller like it was like it was like really up there, you know it was and it was a lot obviously a lot more upbeat in the song as well, it just was just like i don't know, it mm. was just like full like yeah especially in the, the one of the main action scenes the uh, with the where there's the, the the car chase and how it just like really swells i really yeah uh, I, I was i was very yeah i was like taking it back from it because i I found the first one was a little bit more i don't know like toned down so there there were some there was still some like like awesome soundtrack moments in the first one but this one just i just swelled like i said i just felt larger more more impactful than, than the first one. Um, so I really like that. I like where he took it there. For sure. Yeah, it's
0: definitely got some massive sort of crescendos and, and climaxes with the way he's pasted to to the action scenes. An interesting thing was that uh, Hans Zimmer reportedly said that he was actually going to retire from composing for, for superhero films after BVS. And then that obviously didn't stick because then he did Dark Phoenix after that and now this one. Mm. And I'm really glad that he that he's come back for these like uh large scale. I don't think he would ever stop doing that a large scale film, but like he's mm-hmm. his score does bring something really unique to to the superhero genre. I think his his uh grandiose touch brings a very unique mm-hmm. sort of feel.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm glad he stuck around because and I don't know if it, I found it like a really nice touch. The he included the beautiful lie. A track from b v s in this movie yeah. as well, which I picked up and i don't know if that maybe, like you were saying that was a bit of a a nod to everyone like I know I said I was retiring, but uh I'm still here <laughs> I still love doing these sorts of films. <laughs> I wonder if it was something almost like that yeah, I like it I like it because it just kept that that connection between the films,
0: yeah, it ties it in and brings the the universe mm. in a little bit more, even though they seem to not be. Focusing so much on that at the moment, um, mm. but and there's some other a cool just um, side note that I noticed during the there's a really like impactful and and momentous moment in the film where um, sort of it's it's probably like the emotional crescendo of the film where Wonder Woman has to make like the hardest decision that she that she has to make, and uh, the the scene where she s- sort of learns how to. How to fly? The soundtrack during that scene. Yeah, I noticed that I definitely recognized it from from another film, which is which was quite confusing oh, yes, because I was uh, Hans Zimmer surely didn't like take such a such a heavy note from another soundtrack, but uh, looking it up afterwards, I did realize mm. that it was same song that was used in a couple of other one at least one or or a couple of scenes in the film. Um, Sunshine by Danny Boyle, um, which is a yeah. Adagio in G minor by John Murphy. And it's it's an f- incredible piece of music which really lends itself to the, the sort of emotional weight in that scene. Um, and I love the way that that scene was handled. So I would say that's actually another note of mine in, in terms of the stuff I liked about the film was that scene where she sort of has to say goodbye to Steve... Um, Trevor again uh, I like the mm. subtlety of it mm. in that it wasn't this yeah it's it's sort of understated in a way because there's no grandiose like set piece or anything she it, they're just like yeah. in a random sort of alley off of a street it's just like this this like almost rush moment because it has to be rushed in the circumstances and yeah. uh, there's so much on the line and then her performance when she when yeah. she does what she has to do. I found super, super, like, impactful. You know, I, I really love the way they handled that scene.
1: Mm. You know, I, I really enjoy, uh well, I really liked how they handled, like, Chris Pine's return as well. I think it was also sort of like a nice, understated way of doing it, and I, a little bit cleverer than I was worried that they were going to just, like, resurrect him somehow. Um, yeah. So, I, I really liked that. And then also, like you said, just the subtlety of, the, of their... Their, their their goodbye again. Uh like highly impactful emotionally, but like really downplayed. He didn't, you know, blow up again or fall off the side of a cliff or go out in a blaze of gunfire. It was just this this brief, mm. you know, like deliberate emotional goodbye and she needed to go carry on, with, uh, you know, <laughs> doing what she needs to do. Um and then yeah. just that just the way and then yeah, she's running down the street and she, you know, Gets her powers back and just goes just like cam, you know. I was, that was like, yeah, they got that. That gave me some some goosebumps, so I'm, I'm <laughs> I was quite happy about that. Um, yeah, yeah, and also I, I I really enjoyed um uh Kristen Wiig in the film. I think she was a a good uh, Barbara Minerva, aka Cheetah. Um, uh, we'll get more on the Cheetah aspect of it later on because that's where it sort of falls apart a little bit for me um but her casting and i think her her portrayal of of at least the the human barbara uh i connected with quite nicely i just i, I like Kristen Week. she gave she gave a really good performance and i actually you know it, it like um resonated with me quite nicely so what, uh, another thing i really liked about the film was the color palette like it's really really 80s so everything's loud the colors are loud the music is loud the commercials are loud uh so i, I like the sort of time period they put it in um sometimes the the the, the colors did get a bit like over, over the top because this is like a really bright film compared to the first one as well that one was already colorful for the dc films. <laughs> in that sort of slate but this one like really like turns the dial up to like 15 when it comes to the co- to the colors um another thing i think also i don't know if you took note of like the cinematography like i really you know there was well placed like well used deliberate angles and a, and i think you know just to to show off the action a little bit more clearly because often i find in these superhero films you get sort of lost in this like I don't want to call it shaky cam, but, uh, you know, you get lost in this, like, visceral, high-paced action quite easily. And, you know, the, the cinematography is, I don't know, just worked a, a little bit better, uh, more so than you see in general superhero forms. I don't know if you took note of that at all. I think, yeah,
0: it was it, it was almost, like, less action-heavy, you know, in, in some ways. Yeah. Like, there, was, yeah. there wasn't the same frenetic cutting and and crazy crazy like yeah like like you say not necessarily hand cam or or mm. shaky cam but a lot of it was just like you know in frame and not mm. uh not trying to trying to be hidden by by a lot of cuts and cgi and stuff like that
1: yeah 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 so well, yeah look i'm probably going to contradict myself a little bit later when it comes to cinematography but yeah but for the most part <laughs> I really liked what I saw because I, you could actually see everything. Generally speaking, you could see everything because uh, I find in a lot of these films you get sort of lost in the. I don't know. They think about the chore the choreography more than where the camera is going to be sitting and all of that, and then eventually it just gets all blurred into some rubbish. I don't uh, Frenetic garbage that you just can't actually make out what's happening. And I'm and I'm glad it like just like avoided that.
0: On the topic of you bringing up Kirsten Wig, uh, I actually n- that you mentioned her performance and her hmm. sort of character. So from my side, I actually enjoyed um, all of the sort of villain characters. Um, okay. I like that them, especially Pedro Pascal's character had hmm. th- this almost almost like manic energy of like like drug addiction or something. Like, they're so mm, sort mm, of, mm. especially Pedro Pascal's character, he's so driven and so, um, like, out of control with his yeah. quest for power and, and what he what he's doing. And also every thing yeah. that he does now, you know, like, every time a wish happens it takes a toll on his health, a further toll mm. and he gets worse and yeah. worse. He's like, I don't know, I just likened it a lot to, like, a drug uh, addiction type of thing where he's just yeah. spiraling out of control and he's just getting yeah. worse and worse and his physical growing. state is, yeah. is deteriorating. Yeah. I quite like the the like sort of chaotic energy of that.
1: Mm. Yes, yeah, so no, no. I get what you're saying. I also enjoyed quite a lot of that. But then, there was like I don't know. There was like a point where it almost his character got a bit too zany for me. Like a, like a, a zany, um, oh uh, yeah, like unhinged craziness. That yeah, and I don't know, like yeah. For the most part, yeah, he's got that unhinged, yeah, you know, like a desperate drug addict. He just wants more and more and more and more power, and he'll do anything for his next hit. And but the, yeah, there was a there was a couple of points where it just I don't know, just uh, he went a little too far. That like really borderline phoning it in for me sometimes. So, but maybe that no. was just me. Maybe maybe I'm just hard to please. <laughs> Well, we know that's a fact. <laughs> I'll try to be better.
0: <laughs> uh, the last sort of okay. positive uh, aspect from my side was the yeah. little cameo at the end in the post credit scene. I thought that was quite
1: a nice touch. I was quite surprised by that, Joe. I, th- I, I had my suspicions that... Um, that uh, uh, Linda Carter is going to be involved somewhere, and uh, I, I was just I was waiting for where where she was going to feature. I, I, I didn't expect her to actually cameo in, in in that way. I thought it might just be almost like uh, like a Stan Lee, like very subtle. scene somewhere in the background. Well, yeah, uh, passing a, a, a comment on something. But yeah, yeah no, it was really nice. I was actually actually, yeah, I had such a big smile on my face when I saw it. Just to see her return. I wonder if it's going to have any like impact on the future if she's going to actually feature more heavily somehow if it, or if it's just, you know, doing good by her and acknowledging what she's done for the character in the past. But I guess we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it it kind of feels like a one-off thing, which would be fine. Mm. And it's, you know, there's I'd no need to like that. milk this further. Mm, yeah mm, um mm. but it's a, it was a nice it was nicely done because it had that like sort of right amount of cheesiness for this mm. kind of film uh, mm. like cheesy in a good way you know like a like a wholesome sort of awesome homage to to the precursors of this character yeah yeah I would say that there's a, like a similar thing to the tone that we mentioned here that didn't actually work for me. Um so this is yeah. obviously falling onto the the less positive side of, of the reaction mm. to the to this film, especially in what I mentioned about the first half and second half being very different films. The, yes, the yeah. sort of intro scene and the whole setup of the film, that felt quite mm. strange to me because it was very like kiddy, very kid vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, everything yeah. from the way it was shot to the soundtrack Mm. it's a very very child safe sort of like it almost it almost felt like a different move a different franchise to me at first like in the first uh, 10 minutes I guess of the film completely I was Mm. sort of like wow this is very very like they've almost like cheesed it up to the point where it's like it's four kids that are like under 10 almost you know that's how sort of Mm. some of the vibe was there I don't know what did you feel about that
1: yeah, no, no, that, that, that's, I think that was where I, I got the most worried about the film because when it, it after the main opening and you've got now where Wonder Woman's in the modern world and you've got this, this I don't know, yeah, almost like a uh, Christmas movie, Christmas kids movie, uh, chase after these thugs in a mall and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got – Kids smiling at the camera, and she's she's throwing like almost yeah. like one-liners, and uh, and the way she you know the way she caught the, the thugs as well, especially the guy that she catches by the leg, and the faces they're pulling. Uh, I got I got so worried <laughs> from there because it started off really strong with the whole um like Amazon's versions a version of almost like the Olympic Games sort of thing, and then you get dropped into this this. 1980s American mall, and this and this thing like I, I watched a couple of days before that I, I rewatched the first Wonder Woman, so it was a complete tonal shift, you know. And I and I get it that you know like World War One era Europe is very different to 1980s mall culture uh, America but it was it was a it, it took it a step too far for me and i was and yeah i don't know if that also just like set me up to just like really be critical with the rest of the film because i just yeah it, 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 it didn't uh, resonate too well with me <laughs> yeah it was
0: a interesting choice i think it was yeah a bit of a bit of a strange way to to kick the film off because it's not a good mm. representation at all of what the rest of the movie is like because like yeah I said earlier the second half goes goes hard it's like mm. there's such a crazy amount of stuff going on and it's like really heavy and intense mm. um so it's yeah very strange choice for for opening the film like that
1: and I um, guess I, I don't know if that's where like my pacing issues maybe come from because of the, it's maybe more the tonal shift of the film because I mean it starts out uh, I don't want to call it call it serious but it was a little bit more like how can I say like sort of grounded yeah uh, in a way with the 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 whole Olympic game Amazon Olympic game sort of setting and it's just you know it's setting up her. Her character and the lessons that she's learned from that, and then going from there to this, this zany chase in the Mall Chase. Uh, yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe that's what threw me off. I think, yeah, that
0: does make sense because the yeah the tone of the whole Mall Chase scene felt very like, um, Saturday morning cartoon or, or like mm. Christmas filming in a way, like you mentioned, because like yeah. everything from the music cues to, like the sort of comeuppance of the bad guys if you will it was yeah very like
1: it was like it was like animaniacs i felt like the thugs were like animaniacs because like they were pulling those those stupid faces and then you know instead of screaming it said sort of oh, 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 oh you know just like <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know and then the, yeah i just thought uh, uh man
0: <laughs> i know I know what you mean dude yeah no. it's so that's actually a strange thing because I feel like there's a lot of time spent on scenes like that, and some mm. of the 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 interplay between her and um, Kirsten Wiig's character. Mm. But I felt like I was a little bit lacking in some aspects of the story when it came to like wrapping things up. So, for example, mm. at the end, um, I'm just <sighs> I keep forgetting the characters' names. Forgive me, but Pedro Pascal's character he becomes the the stone that allows people to to do the wishes yeah but at the end of the film he makes the choice to renounce the wish but Mm. there's no time spent on on sort of quickly just wrapping that up in a way to sort of describe what happens from that point on you know does Mm. he Mm. does the stone now sort of like reform into what it was before and it's now still a thing or does is it now gone is it destroyed um, and because they didn't touch on that, I felt like it maybe would have been more impactful if, like, there was a bigger um, sort of repercussion to his actions. Because mm. I felt like neither him nor Kirsten Riggs' character really got much of a, a comeuppance or yeah. um, consequences. You know, like yeah. if he had actually um, died as a as a result of of renouncing his wish or something mm. like that, it would have maybe been a bit more impactful. Yeah, Um, but they kind of left it very just like open ended. There was no real um, closure. I felt for for the two like villains.
1: Yeah, but I think it's also because you wouldn't have gotten that really happy ending that I think they were aiming for. Because I think the movie was really like aiming for that. Uh, You know, no, 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 no matter how far you sink, there's always a way for you to claw your way back up. There's always hope. So I think there was that sort of, you know, it's like a leopard can change its its spots. Excuse the pun, with cheetah. But I mean, it, it's yeah. that, I think it's that. I think it's literally that sort of thing that they, they were they were aiming at. But yeah, there was that like sort of lacking in, in character development as a whole. That I, I think that they could have taken out some of those, those mm. maybe those more frivolous silly scenes and maybe spent those extra couple yeah. of minutes on just. Just you know, like developing Petra Pascal's character a little bit, or just to you know, uh, you know, just to show that, or like Kristen Wiig's, uh character a little bit more of her descent into becoming a cheater. Her you know, instead of it like, because I mean, it happens off screen. I mean, it's 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 bloody Cheetah. It's it's Wonder Woman. One of Wonder Woman's like arch nemesis and her transformation takes place off screen. And, I, and I'm not saying I needed like now, like a werewolf scene where you see her, or oh, the hair grows and the claws come out and the fangs lengthen, but just a little bit more of her descent from this like um, sort of very awkward, shy, uh, unsure of herself character into this now it's like powerhouse and just like uh, arrogant and uh, egomaniac and l- literally losing her humanity to to the stone because of of the wish that she made so you yeah. know there, there, there were those little things that were missing so no that's, that's a good point
0: because i didn't really buy her her transformation or her sort of um what do you call it like i don't know why she had that much of a a, a dark side because mm. that was never really shown at all like yeah the, the entire, i would say the first three quarters of the film, there's there's almost no sign that she would become so so evil. Like, I didn't buy it at all. Like, yeah. first thing to see her do that's, like, not um, what the stereotypical good guy or, or hero would do is when she, like, beats the hell out of that asshole who's um, harassing her and, and, like, abusing her on the street. Yeah. But even that isn't enough for me to be, like, convinced that all of a sudden she's now like so hard on the evil side that she's going to flip and fight Wonder Woman and tell her like I will never give up this wish like yes, it yeah.
1: was far too sudden for me yeah yeah that's like, like that's what, I just needed a few more minutes of just developing like like so you could just somehow see her losing her mind and again hopping on again that her like literally losing her humanity so because that's what it was all about was that even Wonder Woman says it in the film so and then when you see that like action scene that takes place in the White House where she comes face to face with with Wonder Woman, and I thought, okay, here here we go, we're going to see a little bit more. But then it was just an action sequence, and it's over. You know, yeah. there wasn't there wasn't more to it. And yeah, yeah, it was it was a missed opportunity, yeah. And and also like you say, the characters didn't really get their comeuppance, and I, and I feel like you know. Uh, besides Pedro Pascal, you know, you wouldn't have got that that whole Christmas hopeful feeling if his character didn't do what he did. But also, just to, you know, have Cheetah there so briefly after, yeah. you, you know, her transformation and a, a, a fairly good fight. It started off well and then uh, went, went south very quickly and just you know, turned into nothingness. But I'm sort of hoping that this movie actually functioned more. Of it as an introduction to Cheetah, than her just being human again. I, and I don't know how they're going to work it out because of the whole wish system. So she should have lost her powers, but maybe I don't know. Maybe she's still cursed somehow. And I'm I'm hoping it, like I say it's more of an introduction, and she's going to pitch up in a, at a later stage and actually be like proper uh, threatening.
0: Yeah, I think that might be the case because they really make a more not not a huge point but like they do show her at the end where she's now sort of lost her powers and she's looking all morose there you know Mm, so i think there's a reason that they that they focused on the fact that she actually didn't die i just assumed that after the fight with wonder woman and then she basically like electrocuted her underwater Mm. i thought that that was the end of her but then she was fine. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She like,
1: <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman pulled her out, and then she was she was doing
0: a <laughs>
1: on the <laughs> on the concrete there, and th- then we, then we carried on. <laughs> that was it. That, that's what I said. It was just like a uh, cheater. Uh, yeah, she uh, happens to be your arch nemesis, but uh, we'll have a quick. One minute thirty seconds. Uh, grapple. You're gonna give her a shocky boy, and then uh, we need to de- right. we need to deal with Mister Pascal and inside. Inside. We need to go indoors. Social distancing. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just needed to see more of that. Her. Yeah. More cheetah. I want to see her her metamorphosis. Uh, from that that awkward girl, woman to a vicious, animalistic, vindictive thing that just wants to see the demise of Wonder Woman, you know? Um, yeah. Right, and then a sort of, I guess, my final gripe, my little bit of a bitch and a moan, is um, I did find a couple of the action scenes a, a bit more on the disorientating, uh, disorienting side. I know, um, like I said, I'm probably contradicting what I said earlier. But there was there was a couple of scenes where I f- felt like you didn't always know where one character was when they were doing something. Uh, they would sort of like pop in and out of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was like a, I don't know, maybe it was just me. Maybe a... But I felt like you know the, the, the characters popped in and out random out of random areas when an act, when an action scene was taking place It didn't like flow uh, logically at points. Yeah, there was just a couple that it just felt like they would just like pop up and do something and uh, but being a little bit of a different spot, and that got me. I think it was a little bit like in the that that White House scene. I think there was a bit of it there, if I can remember oh, correctly. That. Yeah, I felt like there was just a little bit. That initial fight with the with the, all the security and, and, and that. Oh, uh, I and, see. Yeah, it just went a bit but I mean that's not a, that's that's really just like a like a small nitpick if if anything. Uh it didn't like it didn't like take me out of it.
0: For sure. Yeah, I don't have any any other particular ones. I mean a couple of small ones that something that I feel didn't really land super well for me was like the Steve I want to say Steve Rogers. <laughs> 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 Steve Trevor. Um like when he's now back in in the land of the living, and yeah, yeah it's 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 like big time future for him. Mm. Um, I felt like his sort of you know like this kind of montagey scene of him busy like being amazed by all the new stuff. Mm. I felt like mm. that was a little bit tired in a way. Like it wasn't that yeah, uh, like it wasn't yeah. particularly funny, but it wasn't particularly like different or new for that kind of trope. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they they also they also did it. They pretty much did it in the in the first one as well. When he lands in yeah. Themyscira, you know, he's a fish out of water there. And then when they leave there and they're in London and all of that, then it was you know then it was her, and she's fascinated yeah. by the people and the clothes and the cars and the tech and the and and all of that. So yeah, it was it, it had already been done. They were just like rehashing it and like uh, they've yeah, it's like they were now like grasping in the air for for some more humor you know
0: yeah but i will say at least it was better than that the fish out of water scene in aquaman which literally makes it feel like there's an entirely different film happening like we're now in in nickelodeon territory let's have people eating flowers and uh funky groovy music yeah that really annoyed me in, <laughs> in aquaman but yeah i think that's one little gripe there been the, the last thing from me was just a little bit of confusion because I had actually, I think, I guess misremembered, but I thought that Wonder Woman could fly in um, uh, BVS and Justice League. And the scene of her learning to fly in this film was like, that's how it came about. But yeah. is that actually not the case?
1: Yeah, no, she wasn't flying in BVS. She, she was leaping. But she wasn't flying. No, she didn't fly. And in Wonder Woman, she, yeah, the first one, she obviously didn't fly. And then they sort of hinted it, hinted at it at the end of the film when she, she I think, she leapt off a, a tall building and they gave the impression that she was flying there. Um,
0: and nothing in Justice League.
1: Not from what I recall, she didn't. She didn't fly at all. Like I said, huh. she was she was like like leaping. But not, you know, like leaping like horizontally. You know, she would cover a lot of distance horizontally, not vertically. Confusing. So yeah, I think it's a slight bit of continuity error there. But uh, with DC going in a in a quite a different sort of route with their movies now, uh, I guess yeah, they just thought, well, might as well just do our own thing now.
0: Uh, Yeah. We'll
1: have to just see what they do with Justice League now. Um, but I, yeah I wouldn't like try to think oh they're gonna carry over the flying now to the they're, they're obviously not reshooting stuff like that so I think it's just a slight bit of a continuity I think um probably sort of Zack snyder's um, idea was to not have a fly probably more so oh. on his end probably just to keep her a little bit more like you know like a yeah well, literally grounded <laughs> and yeah um, uh yeah, I'd like to have her be the the powerful like ground trooper and then Superman can have all of his uh
0: everything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, everything else. Cause I don't know, I think it would just get a bit much. I don't know, maybe he thought it would get a bit too much if you've got these two characters zooming around in the air and then poor Batman's trying to keep up on the ground. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> maybe he just thought it was too much for, for one film. Considering he's got so much going on in that film, so yeah. So, yeah, what are your, like, final thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoyed it kind of a little bit more than I expected to. And, Mm. yeah, I was actually surprised at the end that we actually, see like, I seem to have enjoyed it more than everyone else Mm. um, who we saw it with. But, yeah, overall, I had a really good time. And I think that, I don't know how to really rank it compared to the first one. Um, Mm. I would say it's probably close for me maybe just like a little bit under
1: okay um,
0: but i yeah i really enjoyed it
1: awesome yeah like i also enjoyed it but i still don't know if i like it if that even makes sense so yeah i actually I'll actually want to go see it again and see if that helps mm. me make up my mind like finally but i still prefer the first one over this one at the moment by by quite a bit um uh yeah. Well I I I'm quite interested to see where it goes. There's some really nice um fan service when it came to also the uh invisible jet. So yeah. those little those little moments I'm I'm keen to see those little more comic booky moments come through, uh, instead of being this like really dark or oh, to use the word gritty sort of thing and actually leaning into a little bit more of the the comic book um feel get, getting that like maybe a little bit more campier in, in some ways but yeah mm. so yeah yeah i'm i'm just undecided if i actually really like the form um
0: yeah i think uh, yeah. maybe just having to sit with it a little bit more let it mm. marinate in your mind and see yeah. see where it
1: goes digesting my my brain juices yeah but i do want to go i do want to go see it again
0: yeah for sure as a whole how many how many patties out of ten Jenkins would you give this film?
1: <laughs> I am currently I'm sitting between a seven and an eight. Uh, <laughs> patties uh, out of Jenkins. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. I don't know if that's too many patties. But oh, that's um,
0: uh, interesting. I thought you'd be lower actually, because that's mm-hmm. I'm exactly there as well. I think I would go um, seven, seven and a half. Yeah, it's just I, I
1: don't hate it. It's just that I, I'm just undecided. Like I, I feel like I, I was so hyped to see this film. Maybe I overhyped myself, and I feel like I, I want to give it a nine, and a, but I'm just not there yet.
0: <laughs> huh? Well, yeah. I mean, like based on your your general tone after the film, I actually expected you to give a lower sort of mm. ranking than that. But yeah, that's that's good.
1: I'm um, the the the. Eternal advocate for for my DC characters, so uh, I would probably give like Avengers in a three before I gave a DC film. A... <laughs> I'm not the meso- best for me. <laughs> I pro- I, I, I'm really biased when it comes to it. I, I will admit I'm trying to be as objective as I can, but I'm um, <laughs> I do tend oh. to be a bit uh, biased.
0: <laughs> bless for me, bless for you. <laughs>
1: No, it would never be that bad. But I mean, yeah, I, 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 I do. I don't know. I don't know. I keep. I, I seem to be like a DC apologist defender. Oh, yeah. No, you flying that flag? Yeah, I'm flying this flag. I'm flying this flag. I'll die. I'll die on that.
0: Well, let's just say that if this is our last cinema experience of 2020, um, it's a pretty damn satisfying one.
1: Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to the rest of the outings, and next year is a is a big year for for DC, I think.
0: Um, well, for the cinema industry as a whole, it's going to be quite interesting, interesting to see how things sort of pan out with now mm. so many films are coming out next year, but yeah. also with this whole um, Warner Brothers HBO thing with the cinematic um, window mm-hmm. kind of falling away. I think maybe we could have a separate sort of episode discussion about that. Um, but yeah, yeah it's going to be a damn interesting year to watch what happens
1: yeah to see what well, yeah, what happens with movies in general look I mean we'll, we'll always fight for, for the theatrical experience yeah there sure. is literally nothing like it unless you are uber rich and manage to have a Dolby Atmos home theater then uh, good for you then let us still <laughs> have IMAX yeah <laughs> Exactly for us, more humble folk. <laughs>
0: but yeah, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of rambling about film. Um, really glad that we got to have this um, experience and actually see a film of this um, scale in in cinema this year. To to sort of close it off, and we will probably catch you guys at, at the start of next year with some uh, new reviews and yeah discussions on on just what's happening in the the world of movies
1: yeah looking forward to it thanks for joining us and we can't wait to hit you up again with another review
0: tell your friends drink coffee be well